that chair did not listen to me. <laughs> I said, everybody be quiet, and your chair was like... When you try to set your line up, but you don't know what to do. You can't make your mind up, need someone to turn to. We've got your back, we've got the stats, we'll help you block out all the haters. For fantasy football help, call 25 Yards Later. 25 yards later. 25 yards later. 25 yards later. Welcome into another episode of 25 Yards Later, Sports Obsessive and Rue Radio Network's fantasy football podcast. I'm Nick Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika. Elijah, so can you believe we've only got one more episode after today before we move to weekly episodes again throughout the entire rest of the 2021 season yeah that's pretty ridiculous just off seasons flying on by it really is it's like it's hardly summer and then summer's over (laughs) yeah um so today we are going to do some uh mock drafting our first mock draft is a podcast um But before that, we're going to dive into some quick news. So um, our first topic, we've got a future Hall of Famer um, making of a change in scenery. That's right. uh, Adam Vinatieri retires. (laughs) (laughs) Change in scenery Um, from the football field to the couch. Yes. Um, So uh, among his many accomplishments, obviously, game-winning field goals in multiple super bowls um i've kicked one of the most famous kicks of all time in the tuck game tuck rule game um most points scored by any player um i think needless to say as a podcast that values touchbacks an honorary touchback player of the the week that i think may be our first entry into the touchback player hall of fame what do you think absolutely oh yeah that he he deserves it maybe that is the adam vinatieri touchback player hall of fame (laughs) just name it after him you kicked it really far you kicked it with your feet you're the touchback player Congratulations! Uh, well, we have to see what uh, Bradley Pinion does through the rest of his career, and if he just keeps keeps dominating, since he would have won the Touchback Player of the Year the previous year before we started the podcast. <laughs> That's true. We'll see what he has to say about it. Um, and then the other big uh, news, uh, arguably the much more bigger uh, news, um, Julio Jones, another future hall of fame player um more than likely on the move possibly by the time this podcast comes out um we are recording on may 30th so um june 1st is the date that we're looking at as far as when the earliest he'll be on the move um so the titans and seahawks according to diana rossini have been emerging as the landing spots um Rossini is saying that Titans may be more of a long shot, although um AJ Brown is apparently um campaigning hard to land him. Uh kind of complicated by the Seahawks not having a first round pick in 2022, uh the next year's draft. Um 
but uh, still, even though injuries caught up to him a little bit last year, Julio has still been a productive player. Um, Yeah, yeah, 51 receptions for 771 yards and three touchdowns in just nine games last year. So easily like a 12 or 1300 yard pace if you would have played the whole year. Um, Elijah, do you have any thoughts on potential landing spots with the Titans or Seahawks and the those potential fits as well as any other um, places he might land that it might be like a dream scenario for you? Well, I think uh, for fantasy purposes, I think the Titans would be one that everybody would like. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, it would obviously hurt AJ Brown a little bit, but probably wouldn't hurt him that much um, because as of right now, like he's their only receiving weapon. Um, yeah, there's so, no obvious. There's no obvious two there. Josh Reynolds um, could step up, but has Josh a Reynolds body trap record. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I think for fantasy purposes, that'd be the best for all. Uh, if he went to the Seahawks, then that would feel real bad. Um, I feel like that is just like the pie being split mm-hmm. too many ways in that passing game. And it's already yeah. a run heavy offense. Potentially um, that's what their history is. And so that really wouldn't feel good, especially for my uh, DK Metcalf dynasty rostering. <laughs> um, but I mean, the Seahawks would be great though. I mean, who the hell do you guard if mm-hmm. Julio's on that team? Um, yeah, it's one it's one that works better for real life football than fantasy. Fantasy players I think would absolutely hate it, but yeah. I mean it's potentially a juggernaut offense in real right. life if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. Um and the other one that uh I've seen talked about is the Patriots. Um which I don't know why Julio would really want to go there. Uh he was talking about Matt Ryan losing some zip on the ball, and so he then wants to go catch passes from cam newton who has a noodle arm that doesn't really make sense uh but for fantasy i mean that'd be we'll see what the passing offense is but julio would obviously be the far and away number one target in Mm -hmm. that offense yeah it makes certainly sense from the patriots perspective i don't think that it helps um julio's value much um although certainly if they do make a transition to Mac Jones at some point, you know, actually having a legitimate number one wide receiver will certainly help his development. Yeah, for sure. Um, I also just like some other like pie in the sky landing spots. I don't ever foresee this, but I could you even just imagine him in Kansas City like, oh, be still my heart. <laughs> I mean, you uh, say that about anybody, though. I know, but that that offense especially just would be oh so so even more <laughs> beautiful than it is now. Um, I still think the Ravens could try to make a move. I don't know if they've been, you know, what their interest is, but I think that's another team where there's kind of a lack of a clear number one receiver. I mean, Mark Andrews is fine. Um, uh, but uh, outside of him, I think that, you know, that's another situation where it's not necessarily set in stone. Um, 
where if they made a move, I would not be surprised. Yeah, I mean, they just drafted uh, a big-bodied wide receiver whose name escapes me right now, but uh, does doesn't matter. It's not he's not Julio, um, so I think wherever Julio goes, he's going to help whatever offense. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about Calvin Ridley? If Julio isn't there next year, oh, I mean, Cal- wide receiver one. Yeah, it's an easy like top five wide receiver to me um if i think he already is a top five wide I, receiver arguably yes but even i think it's definitely solidifies if julio isn't there the uh i don't have specific stats in front of me right now for that but the um he's certainly the number one on his team um but definitely t- you know top fantasy wide receiver in the league potential without Julio there. Um, yeah, I mean, he was great without Julio last year. I, I also yeah. don't have the stats, but I just, uh, he was real good and he's going to be real good again. Uh, if Julio's not there. And I mean, really like Devonte Adams. Well, that depends on Aaron Rodgers for me. Mm-hmm. If, if Aaron Rodgers is there, then I'm drafting Devonte Adams ahead of Calvin yeah. Ridley. And then, maybe Tyree kill maybe and then i feel like it's calvin ridley uh especially if julio ends up on the titans you know aj brown is somebody that has a lot of hype this year because there's nobody else on the team to catch passes and so he is kind of feeling like calvin ridley would if uh julio leaves Mm -hmm. um but yeah i mean obviously deandre hopkins is great and there are other great receivers too but like calvin ridley is really without julio that's a top three guy i think yeah i will tell you right now that um if you are doing a draft um whether best ball or dynasty or even like for some reason a very early redraft league um i'll tell you what calvin ridley's adp of 28.7 is not going to be (laughs) where he ends up come yeah uh late august early september so yeah that's um, a steal right now yeah, I if, if you're doing an early draft for some reason, absolutely hyper target Calvin Ridley at, <laughs> at you know in the second or even early third round. Um, well, that may uh, that may be a, a pretty professional segue. <laughs> I into, try <laughs> <laughs> into what we're doing today on the show of our much much too early mock draft in May. Um, but yeah, you want to talk a little bit about, uh, what we're doing, what the format is and, uh, what site we're doing it on. Yeah. So we're doing it on sleeper, um, which is, we've have multiple leagues each on sleeper. So, um, you know, just right off the bat, an easy thing for us to prepare for. Um, we've got, uh, 10 teams, uh, for this one, uh, we did 13 rounds, no defense or um, no defense or kickers. Uh, one quarterback, two running back, two wide receiver, tight end into flex. Um, and yeah, we're just going uh, both Elijah and I have um, are drafting our own teams. So we'll be sure to post those when the draft is done. Um, 
and um, I'm picking at 104. Elijah's picking at 109, and it is a snake draft. So, um, yeah, yeah pretty pretty standard stuff. Full PPR. I don't know if you mentioned that. Mm, may have missed yeah, it, full but... PPR. No, uh, I don't think any other weird stats. No points per first down or anything. No, um, no tight end premium. Uh, four point touchdown passing touchdowns all your standard stuff uh for scoring beyond that um yes so yeah i'm ready if you're ready i'm ready if you're ready i don't think i can start the draft since you created it no let's go we are going to begin the draft and we'll talk through you know it's a cpu auto picking um all of these other teams and so we'll sort of talk through how they fell and then talk through our picks as they go confirm to begin the draft let's see so our first couple of picks um are uh cmc 101 dalvin cook alvin Kamara. um that's pretty standard top three yes um so let's see here I am personally a very running back heavy person. Um, So that's especially in redraft, maybe a little less so in dynasty. Although I ended up picking, (laughs) I I went into the draft thinking, (laughs) yeah, I went into the draft thinking I was going to pick wide receivers or quarterbacks. And I think I just took uh like running backs with my first three picks anyways so yeah i think it was like um, running back running back tight end running back maybe (laughs) um so what we're looking at here um with uh cmc cook camara off the board um we have derrick henry saquon nick chubb jonathan taylor and um zeke with roughly single digit ADPs right now. Um being full PPR, I'm fairly certain I'm going to go with Saquon Barkley. Um what do you think about that here, Elijah? Yeah, I think that makes sense. I think it's uh Saquon or Zeke for me. Uh and maybe that's a bit high on Zeke, but yeah, I don't want to draft Henry or Chubb uh this early at the 104 in a mm-hmm. ppr league for sure um and real quick before we make the selection is there anybody that you're looking or hoping will fall to you at 109 i mean it's so early i mean any of those running backs that we just mentioned that we're talking about here obviously i'd also be okay taking uh Tyree Killer, uh, Devontae Adams, but I'll probably uh, not take Devontae Adams just because I'm scared of uh, Aaron Rodgers. So we'll see how it shakes out. Last question before we move on. What is the... Uh, so sitting at ADP of 11 is Travis Kelsey. What is the earliest you think you're willing to take that step? I just probably your second pick at the 207 is around that range is probably the highest that I would ever take him and I know that he's going to be long gone by then mm-hmm. um so I'll just never take him <laughs> uh, I I am you know in redraft leagues there's 
there are we saw last year and to a certain extent the year before that the top three or so tight ends were just leagues above everybody else. I mean, it was a huge positional advantage, but uh, I mean, I've never felt like the reason that I lose games is because my tight end stinks it up. Uh, I can definitely oh, see. You've never had Mike Gesicki put up a, <laughs> a zero two days at, or one week after going like, I don't know, five for 80 and a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've and I've had some bad tight end performances, some tight end streaming performances that did not work out. But like, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many good players up top that mm. Kelsey, as great as he is, and he's a positional advantage. I I've never been somebody to go that direction. It's getting hard too because he is getting older. Um, yeah, and I know this is redraft, so you're only risking it for one season but you know he's 31 right now i'm not sure what if he'll still be 31 by the time the season rolls around but as we saw with julio this year you know injuries start happening even to receiving targets around that age so um yeah uh so that's our travis kelsey discussion so you're going saquon Yes, I am going to go Saquon at 104. So, um, yes, Saquon 105 at 104. Um, Derrick Henry, Zeke, Devontae Adams at 7, and Chubb at 8. And now Elijah is on the clock. All right, so literally everybody that I said I'd be happy to take is gone. <laughs> um, all right so the the top of the adp right now we're looking at jonathan taylor tyree Mm -hmm. kill uh aaron jones or kelsey i don't want to take kelsey here um and i'm just not as high on jonathan taylor as the consensus is like lots of people are just like fawning over the dude and he had a great end of the season but that was with Mm -hmm. a totally different quarterback one that checks down like crazy and Carson Wentz is the total opposite he holds the ball way too long and ignores the running back that is wide open in front of him um so I'm really I don't want Jonathan Taylor to be my first running back here going into uh, or coming out of a draft. So I think I'm going to go ahead and go wide receiver and then take the best of the running backs that come back around because there's only two picks in between this first pick and my next one so, uh, mm-hmm. since we're in a 10-teamer here. So I think what I'm going to go ahead and do, I'm just going to take Tyreek Hill here at the top. Um, I know I said that I'd take Calvin Ridley, but uh, you know he's down at 28, so I think maybe I can scoop him up later. <laughs> Yeah, for now, I mean, uh, for now, it makes sense while the ADP is kind right. of suspiciously low. Yeah, um, very much operating in what's on the screen, <laughs> right? Is probably who is going to be targeted by the other players, too. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, so here we go. That's uh, Tyreek Hill for my pick at nine, and then after that. There goes Kelsey. Uh, so mm-hmm. Team 10, that rascally Team 10, uh, went with Jonathan Taylor and then uh, Kelsey with the first pick of round two. 
um, which is cool by me because uh, <laughs> I wasn't going to take him anyways. Um, I would I personally would have considered him there, but I think yeah. I would have certainly taken a running. I, I would have wanted a running back at 109 if that was the case. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think here the choice is pretty obvious to me that it's going to be a running back um, because it thins out really quick and there's a long wait from this pick to the next one. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and go with Joe Mixon here. Uh, mm. Other options, Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, J.K. Dobbins is up here up top. Um, but there's not really any other guy that I'm crazy about mm-hmm. at this point in the draft at running back. And I think that it it would be between Joe Mixon and Austin Eckler for me. Um, but I think the potential for Mixon is just through the roof. Um, and it doesn't hurt that he's on my favorite team. I do have a question about Aaron Jones. Is there worry about uh, Aaron Rodgers? Is it AJ Dillon kind of looming? What's um, is there a reason why you're more down on Aaron Jones? Yeah, it's a lot of it is Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers isn't there, then their touchdown opportunity is going to go down so much. Uh, and Aaron Jones is not lived on touchdowns, but a big part of his value has been touchdowns. So I think that uh, if Aaron Rodgers leaves, then I don't think you should go to Aaron Jones before the third round. Um, But if he's there, um, then probably Aaron Jones is going to be really good. uh, And he's especially going to be better now that Jamal Williams is out, but he's also been a pretty inconsistent fantasy player. Mm -hmm. Um, and from my running back one, I really just want a little bit more consistency week to week, even though Aaron Jones can win you weeks and he's done it multiple times. But he also uh, and last year, this wasn't so much the case. He was a little more consistent, but he does have that reputation of just having these big swings. Um, and especially with my first pick being Tyree Kill, who also has that reputation of having big swings, although last year he was more consistent but I think I want somebody in Mixon that is going to have a little bit more consistency for me on a week-to-week basis. All right, so Mixon is the pick. All right. All right, we Let's then see. Aaron Jones goes next. Uh, Met, then a little wide receiver run of Metcalf, Hopkins, and Diggs. Um, so... I'm sitting at the 207 now. Um, some of the options here. Um, probably going to go with Austin Eckler. I think we've talked before that Austin Eckler's the ideal RB2. Yeah, that's a great um, And a lot of the other players, at least as far as ADP are going, um, I am personally not drafting Mahomes this early. He's the next ranked player. Um, Feels a little early to go AJ Brown, especially with the potential of Julio going there. Um, Not, and I would certainly put Austin Eckler a tier above JK Dobbins and Cam Akers, just because he's shown that and they haven't. So, um, and another option could be Kittle here. Um, 
could potentially get him on the swing around. Um, but yeah, I think that uh, Austin Eckler will be my selection. Cool. There it is. Go for it. Uh, Mahomes goes with the next pick. AJ Brown, JK Dobbins, Kittle does not make it around. And Michael Thomas and DeAndre Swift um, round out the turn. So um, got some choices to make. Um, as far if I want to go receiver, um, Justin Jefferson and Calvin Ridley both would be, I think, phenomenal picks at this uh, at this spot. Um, not probably aiming at a tight end still with Kittle off the board. Um, right. I am somewhat intrigued by um, maybe tripling up on running back with Miles Sanders and Josh Jacobs on the board. No interest um, in Cam Akers? So much like you're not really sold on Jonathan Taylor yet, I don't think I'm super sold on Cam Akers. Um I mean, Daryl Henderson still has a lot of draft capital in him. He was a third round pick. Um, Akers was fine last year um, when he and the couple chances that where he got the opportunity, but at the same time, and I mean, one game just absolutely dominated. Um, looking at his stats, tw- where he had twenty nine rushes for one hundred seventy one yards, but that was his only game over a hundred yards really even over 85 yards um well that's just straight rushing uh yes that's straight rushing not uh, not as big of a receiving threat as you might think although he did come on a little bit towards the end of the year um i think uh, i personally still think that henderson might be involved um and so that gives me pause um miles sanders as kind of the um uh, as the presumptive bell cow is a little more interesting probably a little more of a receiving threat uh josh jacobs even with Kenyon drake is probably going to be the bell cow there um that said i think i'm going one of those receivers and i think i'm going calvin ridley um okay much for the same discussion that we had earlier where he and i mean justin jefferson i think i would certainly take over like ag brown or maybe michael thomas without um without drew Brees there um but i think calvin ridley of the these two kind of very coin flip players in redraft um is going to be where i want to go all right. Well, let's let's hit it. Um, Acres goes with the next pick, and then Jefferson, Najee Harris, and Miles Sanders before Mister Motika is on the clock again. So I had uh, slotted three players that I w- was hoping one of them would get back to me at this pick, uh, and that was the two receivers that you talked about, Calvin Ridley and Justin Jefferson. And then it was Antonio Gibson, um, who Mm. did sneak here to me. I like him more than Jacobs for sure. Um, I just think he's a more complete player. And I also think that they're going to trust him a little bit more. Um, 
obviously uh, J.D. McKissick stole way too many receptions last year, but Antonio Gibson has that in his arsenal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the offense is going to be a lot better, even though I expect Curtis Samuel is going to steal a couple carries out of the backfield. And just overall, there are more weapons on the team. I think that uh, everyone is going to be better this season. And so I really believe in Antonio Gibson this year. Um, and I don't believe in Josh Jacobs with Kenyon Drake. I don't believe in Clyde Edwards Alaire with his just lack of touchdowns last year and really just overall lack of performance. Um, and then we're looking at a bunch of receivers that I have in the same tier and I pick again in three picks. So I'll just mm-hmm. get one of those. Um, so yeah, let's, uh, we're going to resume this and take Antonio Gibson. Don't need to uh, think about it too hard. Um, Alan Robinson and Josh Jacobs are the next two picks um, on the turn, and Elijah is back on the clock again. So I definitely think, hmm, there's a couple things that I'm thinking here. I think that Chris Carson is kind of the end of a tier i really just mm-hmm. don't believe in clyde edwards alaire um you know he's ranked certainly higher than carson here um but i think that carson is probably the end of this like guy that i'd be cool with as my running back too maybe along with david montgomery um but those two guys are two running backs that i'm looking at because after them it mm-hmm. really it's just rough. starts yeah. to get gross <laughs> Um, and there are still lots of receivers that I kind of see the same. Um, I mean, Julio, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, uh, not so much Cooper Cup or Robert Woods for me here. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a big, yeah, there's a big, I think, tear break after Terry McLaurin at receiver too. But, um, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, but there's just so many guys. And so I'm not sure, you know, I'm not going to get one of those six guys on the way back. But Mm -hmm. I mean, I think there are people with potential down there too. Like, and we'll talk about this when we get to them a little bit more. But even like Kenny Galladay, Adam Mm -hmm. Thielen, uh, you know, Deontay Johnson, even uh, Cortland Sutton, um, you know, those types of guys all have the upside that they could potentially do really really well this season and as my wide receiver too i'd be fine with any of those um so i think i'm gonna go ahead and take chris carson here um and just go triple running back with my uh two three and fourth second third and fourth picks uh since I, I already have Tyree kill yeah i personally if i was going wide receiver here i think that Keenan Allen would be kind of a no brain pick, but Mm -hmm. um, just because I think everyone's excited about that offense, he's the clear number one on it. Um, But yeah, I don't have a problem. I don't think going running back either, especially with a pretty large tear break coming. Yeah. And I totally agree. I think Keenan Allen is the top of that list. Although Amari Cooper with Dak back, uh, could be an absolute monster. I mean, he's got top three wide receiver upside, um, but is also one of those inconsistent guys. 
Um, so I'd like a little bit more PPR consistency if I were going wide receiver. Um, but yeah, I'm going to not think about it too hard and just triple up on running back here because I'm probably not going to be taking a running back again for a little while. Yes. Um, so Clyde Edwards, Alaire, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans, and Julio go with the next picks. And I am on the clock. Um, I don't think I'm looking to go running back here. Um, to be honest, there's a couple running backs like Miles Gaskin and uh, David Montgomery that I'm uh, almost certainly can get on the way around if I wanted it um let's see here i will say uh, one of the more interesting picks that would be available and right at his adp would be darren waller Mm -hmm. um so i am considering him um some other choices a lot of the borderline um tier break wide receivers of amari cooper and terry mclaurin um plus cooper cup and robert woods still on the board um i think um i'm going to go waller here get that Hmm. it's earlier than i'll usually go tight end i usually and redraft will end up punting at tight end. But um, I think that the positional advantage he gives me compared to maybe kind of the boom and bust of Amari Cooper um, and a Terry McLaurin with more weapons around him um, gives him the edge over those other guys. Yeah, I think that's a solid pick. I'm also looking at... uh... You know, whenever you auto draft in a mock draft, you know, when you have the computer picking, uh, then sometimes things get a little squiggly. Uh, and mm. team eight uh, so far has four running backs, <laughs> uh, which incredible. Uh, that's a bold strategy. You can't start four running backs every week in this league, but obviously running back depth is good. But uh, I, uh, you know, I took three running backs out of four, but, you know, mm-hmm. I would say. Uh, don't be like team eight. <laughs> I mean, it, there's some strategy in it where you're deprived, certainly depriving other players of depth and yeah. solid, solid play. But, um, yeah, the, uh, I w- did not expect to come out of many drafts with <laughs> Nick Chubb, Aaron Jones, Miles Sanders, and Clyde Edwards Alaire. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and when you're looking at that, it's like, if you could take a fourth running back or you could take Keenan Allen, uh, I think that's probably the way to go because their wide receiver one is going to end up being like, I don't know, Juju or something. Um, but anyways, um, we'll see. We'll see how that shakes Tyler, out. Let's, Tyler Lockett. <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's resume here and let you take Waller. All right. So Cooper goes with the next pick and then Travis Etienne. Uh, Terry McLaurin, Robert Woods, Leonard Fournette, and what? Cooper Cup before I am back on the board. I will say um, that uh, this Leonard Fournette ranking is a very weird quirk of these uh, sleeper ranks right here. I don't know that I would have 
any interest in Fournette before like the eighth or ninth round at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that one definitely sticks out as someone that's maybe a little high. Um, I don't know. Ronald Jones is still on the team for what I remember. Yeah, he's still um, there. Trying to see where they even and have so him is ranked. so is my man Giovanni Bernard now. Oh, I'm looking under running back or wide receivers. That's why I'm not <laughs> finding him. So um, they've got um, Ronald Jones at an ADP of 87.5. So more of like a ninth round pick. Yeah, that um, feels really weird to me. So, I mean, not that Ronald Jones is ninth round pick. I think that makes mm-hmm. perfect sense. I think the disparity between <laughs> him and Fournette is uh, pretty wacky. That's probably just very much based on the playoff run that Fournette had. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think I'm going wide receiver here, even though I've only got Calvin Ridley still. Um, you don't want my I think man that there's Mar Chase, my bank Mar Chase. I mean, there's obviously exceptions. Justin Jefferson being the crowning achievement of exceptions last year, but. We've just seen so many times where wide receivers take a while to get going. Even these, um, you know, highly drafted, uh, you know, yeah, top ten, very, picks. yeah, top ten picks like Jamar Chase. So, um, I think that there's still plenty of quality wide receiver depth that will make it back to me, um. Whereas I think between Miles Gaskin, um, David Montgomery, who and actually two players between them, James Conner and uh, Chase Edmonds, um, <laughs> I'm not really looking to draft either Arizona running back this year. Um, and then there was a pretty uh, sharp decline where we're getting into like Kareem Hunt, who's not even starting. Melvin Gordon, who is starting, but is splitting a backfield with Javante Williams, uh, Kenyon Drake, who's not starting. Um, and then Elijah's guy, Raheem Morris, who Raheem is, will be injured a lot. Or yeah, Raheem Mostert. Sorry. Um, <laughs> we're getting into very sketchy running back territory. So yeah. I think I'm going to go with Miles Gaskin here. Um, unquestioned um starter for the most part because every the dolphins didn't draft a running back much like we talked about in our last episode um probably an upgraded offense so more scoring opportunities um certainly more or at least feel a little more confident about the dolphins offense than the bears offense Mm. even with um Justin Fields in the lineup now. Um, so I am going to go Gaskin here. All right, let's do it. Uh, his Gaskin's Whoa. Dolphins teammate, Mike Gasicki goes next. Um, Jamar Chase, uh, Josh Allen and J- James Connor before Elijah's back on the clock. What was your woe to Elijah? Gasicki, man, <laughs> that was like, I'm, man, I've got uh, a couple tight ends ahead of that guy. 
I mean, Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson, both I would much rather have than Gesicki. Um, I mean, you know, we talked about, I think this was before we started recording, uh, maybe, but that Gesicki, uh, had some gooses last year. He had some great games too, but man, I'm not drafting a guy in the fifth round that put up multiple gooses last season. Um, yeah, so that was my whoa. Um, and then also a surprise to see James Conner come off the board. I think that's an oddity of the rankings too, but especially mm-hmm. y'all don't be like team eight because they just drafted a fifth <laughs> running back. <laughs> It's a very bold strategy now. <laughs> five for five. Um, Don't be like them. I'm wondering, um, uh, sliding down a little bit is Kyle Pitts. And we've, mm-hmm. um, I think that, I I think at least with Julio leaving, even with the history of sketchy production at, for rookie tight ends, um, Kyle Pitts is kind of a unique exception where, I think we would consider putting him uh, in kind of these single digit rounds, unlike most uh, rookie tight ends. Yeah. Um, Do you think this is about the spot for him Um, or are you looking to draft him potentially even later than his 44 ADP, which is well past now? Yeah, I still, I mean, it's just about the type of drafter that I am that I just don't want to take a tight end early. Um, so I, I think where you took Waller makes a lot of sense. Um, and that Waller would have been somebody that I considered, I guess, if he came back around to me now, which is just a, a quirk of the draft. Um, but I would not be taking Kyle Pitts even this early for me. I think maybe seventh round I'd feel okay with it, and I'm sure he's not going to get there for us in this draft to test that, uh, to test my gumption if he's still sitting around in the seventh. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he had a great season, is what I'll say. Especially um, if Julio leaves, then they're going to be leaning on Kyle Pitts a lot more than expected, which could be a great thing. Or that could uh, kind of screw things up and they'd be having him try to do too much too quick. Um, but yeah, so no Kyle Pitts here for me. What do you think? Yeah, um, I, I don't know. It's such a tough case for me. We Like we were talking about, the history of rookie tight ends is so sketchy. Um, I'm certainly thinking of... Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson ahead of him personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrews, because again, he's the number one receiver, uh, de facto number one receiver for the Ravens. Uh, Hawkinson, because there's like just no one else in, in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Like someone theoretically has to catch passes, and he's at least displayed the ability to do it every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think I would put both of them ahead of Pitts in my personal rankings. Um, again, just rookie tight end bias, even though he's very well going to be a beast. And um, with the target volume left by Julio, once he's gone, we'll probably challenge for a thousand yard uh, receiving season. But um, 
yeah, I think I would put those other two ahead of him because of that bias. Yeah, um, and with those, I'm not drafting either of them in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I'm not drafting Kyle Pitts in the fifth. Um, I think what I'm going to do here, um, <laughs> I told y'all not to be like Team 8, and I'm going to be close to like Team 8. Because, um, again, this is the beautiful thing about drafting on the turn is that you can kind of decide on two picks at the same time, even when you're drafting at nine. Um, and you can play with what you think the other team is going to do. Um, I would not expect uh, Team 10 to draft two wide receivers, and that's what I'm planning on picking. I, I mean, they could, certainly. Um, but you know, so far they have Jonathan Taylor, Travis Kelsey, Allen Robinson, and Josh Jacobs. Uh, and they could draft two wide receivers. Um, but... The two that I would really like to have as my wide receiver two is either Kenny Galladay or Adam Thielen here. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that one of those two, and I'd be fine with Chris Godwin as well, who's still on the board. And okay. so just because of how math works, one of those three <laughs> has to come back to me. Um, and what I see here is that David Montgomery is the tierist of the tier breaks. He's the last guy that's a bell cow um, mm-hmm. that's going to get the majority of the work on his team. I think that maybe Raheem Mostert is, you know, I'm, uh, you know, fool me once, fool me twice, fool me five times Raheem. Uh, Cause I just think he's a great player. And if he stays healthy, he keeps being a great player. So that's another guy that I think has some upside in this type of spot, but uh, we're really, it really feels like David Montgomery uh, is just a different caliber of running back here. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. Um, and then see what happens for my next pick. So Devonte Smith and Lamar Jackson make it. Like are, I said, are the picks. So like I Elijah said, has his pick of the crop. Um, so I'm gonna go with Adam Thielen here. Um, and the reasoning for that is because ugh, Daniel Jones sucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there's a lot of weapons in New York. Uh, you know, between Sterling Shepard um, and Evan Ingram as receiving options, Saquon Barkley coming back. Obviously, Kenny Galladay is going to be the top guy, um, but they're just slightly less mouths to feed uh, in Minnesota, and Adam Thielen has been so consistent. Um, so again, thinking about consistency, I want consistency out of my wide receiver too here. Um, Chris Godwin is a consideration, certainly, but I drafted him like in the second or third round last year and he burned me and so this is just this is what uh what it's like to play fantasy that sometimes you're just off of dudes the year after they burn you mm-hmm. um so i'm gonna go ahead and take Thielen here and then we can talk through what do you think of that uh that rationale there yeah um i think as f- i'm a little hesitant because you know, Thielen's now getting a little older and is mm-hmm. the is kind of the clear cut um, two on the team for sure. Um, I think I lean Galladay in that situation, although I understand that you know your uh, your hesitance of trusting a Daniel Jones receiver. Um, I think. I'm a little more of a Daniel Jones takes a step forward believer than you. I'm it very well may uh, come back to bite me, but I think that um, 
you know, it, I I would prefer to take the one on maybe a mediocre offense um, than maybe the two on a slightly better one. But, you know, may, that could be a wrong rationale, too. Yeah, I mean, I like that rationale. It's really a coin flip for me there. Um, but what are you thinking here uh, in the sixth round at 6.07? Whew. Um... Well, I guess we should uh, we should say who yes. wins. So after my pick, then Kyle Pitts, uh, which, like we said, I knew mm. we weren't going to get to <laughs> test my gumption. Uh, so Kyle team Pitts eight still has not taken a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, don't be like Team Eight, y'all. Uh, then Kenny Galladay, Chris Godwin, and then Kyler Murray um, at six oh six to Team Five here. Um, so they are just like cleaning up. They got all their. You know, they got two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and a quarterback. So their starting roster is just missing their flex. Um, but now, what are you thinking here? Um, before I talk about my pick, I would like to highlight Team 7, which is seeming to go a, 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 take an interesting path to go 0RB. Um they took Devonte Adams and DK Metcalf with their first two picks. Very solid. Um, the only running back they've taken is Najee Harris in the third, then Keenan Allen, Josh Allen, and Kenny Galladay. So kind of an interesting team shaping up there. Yeah, um, and team, team six as well doing the same thing that they took Zeke in the first round. And then it's all wide receivers from there. They've got New Hopkins, Justin mm-hmm. Jefferson, Mike Evans, Jamar Chase, and Chris Godwin. I actually really like that draft a lot um, so far. That I think that's a, a really solid strategy to get that bell cow mm-hmm. running back in the first and then just load up on wide receiver. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the way the draft has fallen to me, I don't think that I'm going running back here. Um, Russell Wilson... This is about the range his ADP is at. Um, I think I'm not going to draft him um, with people like Justin Herbert. That would certainly make it um, make it around to me. There's a bunch of actually very interesting quarterbacks on the board. I think that would make it back to me between Herbert, Aaron Rodgers. Wilson very well might make it back. Um, Dak. If I decided to, yeah, Dak, if I decided to um, go ahead and go quarterback here, which I'm not usually an earlier round quarterback guy. So probably mm-hmm. thinking of um, some of the more interesting late round guys, Jalen Hurts, whose ADP is 114, really sticks out. Um, Tannehill 124, Matt Ryan 126. So there are still some very interesting people to come up. I think that will be available in later rounds. Um, so I I have my tight end probably not going for a second one here. <laughs> um, even though both Mark Andrews and TJ Hawkinson are interesting and would take a another player for someone else to burn me on um (laughs) off the board but um the receivers we're looking at here are dj moore tyler lockett uh juju smith schuster um maybe odell beckham um who assuming health certainly has the 
ability to, uh, you know, crack that top 10 of any of these guys, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like to throw Deontay Johnson into the mix a little bit later ADP, but um, certainly an option too. Um, this is this is a tough one because I think, I think it's obvious. You do. Yeah. Um, who do you think is the obvious pick then? I think it's DJ Moore. I I think that is who I'm leaning. Um, I was going I was going to kind of eliminate Tyler Lockett because of decreased production in the second half of last year and um, age and a potentially um, potential Julio coming in. Yeah, potential Julio addition. Juju, we've had many discussions of: is he the one? Is he the three? Who right? <laughs> who is Juju? Um, there's certainly injury concerns with Beckham. Um, yeah, I, it may burn me not taking Deontay Johnson, who very well may have passed Juju on the depth chart. Um, biggest concern, obviously, with DJ Moore, um, the transition to Sam Darnold. Um, and also, he just hasn't shown a great ability to score touchdowns um, to this point in his career. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a career high of four receiving <laughs> touchdowns. Um, yeah. So definitely a little scary there. Um, but he's still super young. He came in in the same draft class as Calvin Ridley and is three years younger than him. Hmm. Um so might still have a chance to step forward. Um, also changed his Jersey number. He's officially number two now. So gonna <laughs> maybe turning over, uh, turning over a new leaf. So yeah, I think I'm going to go DJ Moore here. Nice compliment with Calvin Ridley. Um, and of course the Panther Homer in me <laughs> didn't hurt either. Um, so next rounds off the board, we had a little mini running back uh, run with Chase Edmonds, James Robinson, and Kareem Hunt. Mini quarterback run with Russell Wilson and Dak. And then uh, Mark Andrews went off before yeah. I come around at the turn. So none of the wide receivers I was debating came off the board. Um, I think... Don't do um, I think I'm going to go Deontay Johnson here. No. <laughs> um, like we just talked about, I think he's displayed that he's probably surpassed uh, Juju on the depth chart. Um, I th- would still certainly put Juju above Claypool, but I don't think mm-hmm. that he's the guy that they're going to for big plays. Um, and then, um, obviously some concerns with, uh, Ben Roethlisberger's health and just general ability. (laughs) Um, I don't know how many, how big of concerns about his health, but he has been banged up in recent years. He's, he's old as hell. So yes. Um, but I think that the potential there for Deontay is still high. All right, so, there you go. We'll, we'll resume, and you can take him. 
Um, Juju, Melvin, Mostert, Chark off the board. Um, mm. Man, oh man. So, I don't was... hate Ayuk here if, if either. I would almost uh, put him in that tier, but... Well, then why didn't you take him? Because <laughs> uh, I would still put Deontay above him. Yeah, Deontay Johnson is is one of those like flag plant type of players for me that I really believe in this year. Um, just you know, I talked earlier about how beautiful it is to draft on the turn, and this is a scenario where drafting on the turn really bit me in the butt because um, I think six so two was way too early for Deontay Johnson, and I was hoping that he would come back around to me, but. Uh, you know, just having to wait almost a full two rounds was just a little bit too mm-hmm. long. Um, and then the other people that I was sort of looking at here also went like DJ Chark was on that list for sure. Um, Mostert, you know, is on that list, although taking a fifth running back feels weird. Um, yeah, so that's interesting. I will say that uh, congratulations to Team Eight for finally taking a wide receiver. <laughs> Um, with DJ Chark sniping him a little bit from me. I think he's going to be good this year, too. Yeah. Um, so I feel like it's uh, it's going to be another wide receiver here. There's still, you know, I, I am a late quarterback and a late tight end type of player. Um, Justin Herbert, Aaron Rodgers on the board. And the end of the seventh, that's totally not bad for either of them. Um, and also players like Lawrence and Burrow. Um, Matt Stafford, Cousins, Jalen Hurts is way down there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill. So there, there's still options for me there. Uh, running back, just no to all of them. And Kenyon Drake, Javonta Williams, David Johnson is interesting because Houston, uh, you know, he's probably going to take a lot of those snaps, but they also have Philip Lindsay that they added. Uh, so that feels bad. Um, I'm actually. Another player that I'm looking at down here is also Mike Davis, um, who is hiding uh, in the depths of ADP. Um, Mm -hmm. But he's sort of on an island in Atlanta as well. Um, So I like him too, but I'm not going to take another running back here. So, you know, I think I'm going to reach just a little bit from what the ADP says, and I'm going to take Cortland Sutton here. Um, okay. so I think he's a forgotten player from last year since he got hurt before the season. Um, but I don't want the inconsistency of Lockett. I don't want what is the inconsistency of Odell, although maybe, oh, maybe I do want Odell. Um, <laughs> but, ah, yeah, I think I'm going to go Sutton. The other guys here, CeeDee Lamb, Brandon Ayuk, Jalen Waddle, T. Higgins. Um, I just don't believe in all of them all that much i think c lamb is the most talented of the bunch um but yeah we're gonna go ahead and uh just take Cortland sutton here and how high would uh how high would higgins be minus jamar chase on the Bengals? oh i already would have drafted him (laughs) yeah um t higgins is great so yeah, I already would have drafted him for sure. Um, all right, so it looks like here after my Sutton pick, then Lockett and Odell go off the board. Um, man, I think I'm gonna go one more wide receiver, and then probably look to hit quarterback on the way back around. Um, 
No, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to mix it up a little bit because Herbert is still there in the eighth and he's kind of staring me in the face. Uh, and I mm. really like that as an option because um, I really kind of see these wide receivers the same. Although CD Lamb and Ayuk are probably a little bit on their own there. But I've got three wide receivers, four running backs. Let me uh, mix Any... it up, try something new. Any thought on tight end here, maybe, with Hawkinson still on the board? Yeah, some thought, um, but not enough thought. Uh, I looked at it for a second, um, and I was like, eh, I, I just think it's a little too, just a little too rich. I mean, I don't know. I think it's a little too rich. Hawkinson could be really good, uh, but I think there's still people down there like, I don't know, like Irv Smith, Logan Thomas, uh, you know, even Jared Cook for the Chargers, you know, that has one good season in him. Mm -hmm. Um, The disparity just isn't big enough. Who are you thinking here? After my pick, it went CeeDee Lamb, Kenyon Drake, Brandon Ayuk, and Jalen Waddell. Yeah, it's... hmm. It's a tough spot. Um, I think we got to speed it up. It's starting to get gross. Yeah, Rogers, (laughs) Rogers still on the board. Um, The running backs are kind of rough until Mike Davis comes along, and then I think there's an interesting little pocket of running backs between Mike Davis, Damian Harris, uh, Michael Carter, and AJ Dillon, but all of which, like you know, beyond 110 ADPs. Yeah, feels too early. Um, I think I'm probably going receiver with both of these picks, although maybe a TJ Hawkinson here as a backup tight end would make a little sense. Um, I think... I'm going to go with. I think I'll go T. Higgins here. Um, we, you know, uh, like you were saying, T. Higgins, great. Um, uh, there's some question about him with Jamar Chase, probably just the number two, but he uh, at best, but. Um, you know, he was pretty good as the number two last year. So, yeah, um, I think Higgins is the pick. Um, following Higgins, we had Claypool, Hawkinson, David Johnson, Todd Gurley, uh, Javante Williams, and Ronald Jones before I'm back on the clock. Um, I think I already know what this pick is going to be, though. All right, um, who is it? I am going to go Will Fuller. So mm. um, just uh, the talent of Will Fuller has never been in question. Um, last year, he seemed to really put it together before getting suspended. It was his first year not getting hurt um, uh, for any significant time, basically. Um, mm-hmm. And just balled out was yeah. absolutely great when he was playing um is suspended for i think just one game um if you have an ir spot that allows for suspensions you have an extra roster spot now so um that is where i'm going to go um i think 
probably the number one on the team over Devonte Parker. Um, just because just so good. Um, yeah. good analysis there. Yeah. Just because uh, I mean, just so good. <laughs> I'm with you though. But, um, yeah, I, I, I think that Fuller is a pretty, it stands out among the players that are around him at receiver of Marquise Brown, Brandon Cooks, Jared Judy, Jarvis, LaVisca Chanel, Tyler Boyd. So, yeah. yes, um, Fuller is going to be my pick. All right, let's do it. Um, Hollywood Brown, Trevor Lawrence off the board uh, before Aaron Rodgers, who goes two picks later um, with good old Mr. Gronk <laughs> in between. Please, Mr. Gronk is my father. Call me Rob. Yes, sir. Um, so with how that went, I'm glad. Uh, I think I'm feeling good that I took Herbert because um, it was really between Herbert and Rodgers there. Um, and there's there aren't really any players except for maybe a CD Lamb that went between my picks that I'd want more than Herbert. Although I think the Will Fuller pick was a really good one too. Um, mm. But yeah, I'm feeling good about where I'm at here. So here at the uh, ninth pick of the ninth round, um, I could really do anything. Um, you know, I've got <laughs> <laughs> I've got four anything wide. Is possible. <laughs> anything is possible. I've got uh, three wide receivers, four running backs. Um, and I feel really good about that depth here. Um, too early for any of the tight ends that I'd consider, uh, you know, an Evan Ingram and Irv Smith, uh, you know, Jared Cook, Cole Komet, uh, Ferkser, Troutman, all of those. Like, I'm just, you know, I'm going to punt on tight end. I decided that a while ago. Um, I think what I am going to do, though, um, you know, Noah Fant is still on the board at tight end, but he's really inconsistent as well. Um, what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to take Brandon Cooks at wide receiver here. Mm-hmm. And because, mm-hmm. you know, it's not actually true that someone has to catch passes. <laughs> That's the thing that people say, but sometimes nobody catches passes. Uh, but I do think that, you know, Brandon Cooks is just without fail essentially a thousand yard wide receiver every year that he's mm-hmm. been in the league. He's been on so many different teams. It just doesn't matter. He's going to catch a lot of yards. Uh, and I think as a wide receiver four here, uh, he's going to be good for me. And then I think coming back around, the plan will be to uh, take one of those running backs that you mentioned earlier in that pocket of, uh, of more interesting backs. players. Yeah. Um, so after Brandon cooks, Jerry, Judy, Jarvis Landry, um, those are two good PPR picks, I think. And Judy could, uh, could definitely take a step forward. Um, although I definitely like Cortland Sutton, my dynasty teams sure hope so. (laughs) Yeah. And if Aaron Rodgers shows up, then that, uh, really helps. Um, Mm. but yeah, here I'm going to go ahead and take, uh, Mike Davis cause all right. There's nobody, nobody else to catch pass or to catch passes to carry the rock <laughs> there in Atlanta. Um, and maybe they still sign somebody else. Um, but I feel pretty good about Mike Davis. Yeah, as um, my Tyler RB five. 
Yes. Um, Tyler Boyd, uh, Corey Davis, Noah Fant, Zach Moss uh, um, off the board. So here I think I've drafted enough wide receivers. I've got one, two, three, four, five already. Um, So I think I'm going to go back to the running back well. Um, And... I think I'm going to take possible Jets starter Michael Carter here. Not Damian Harris. Um, I mean, I don't know what off the top of my head. I don't know Michael Carter's receiving potential, but I think certainly. Yeah, he has more um, than Damian Harris. Yes, he yeah. has a lot more than Damian <laughs> I Harris have more did than Damian last Harris. year. Um, so yes, Carter will be my pick here. All right, let's do it. Um, Rashad Bateman, LaVisca Chenault, Tom Brady, Zach Ertz, Rondale Moore, and Joe Burrow off the board. Hmm. Um, that Bateman, that's the the guy that they drafted that I was not thinking of earlier. (laughs) Um, so you still don't have a quarterback. Eh, we got some. Uh, so if we want to, I, I certainly think that Justin Fields is. Well, no, J- Jalen Hurts, excuse me, um, as far as quarterbacks go. So I guess I should probably pick Hurts here. Um, there is, of course, the very sore thumb of Deshaun Watson standing out. Um, I don't think either of us are looking to draft him even this late until we get some more clarity. No, um, I, I would put money on the fact that he is not playing this season. Yeah. So, um, probably not going him. Jalen hurts though, has the rushing ability, um, a little bit more experience, um, than Justin Fields, um, showed a couple nice things last year. Um, so, Yes, since Elijah reminded me that (laughs) I do not have a quarterback, Um, it has been a while since I've done a mock draft, I will take Jalen Hurts here. Nice. Um, Fields and then Watson off the board. Um, Quite a quarterback run this round uh, with Burrow, Hurts, Fields, Watson, and Matt Stafford went um, at pick eight. Um, between Watson and Stafford was McCole Hardman. So Man, what are you thinking here, Elijah? I'm thinking, don't be like Team 8, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Five running backs, a... then Kyle Pitts, <laughs> then DJ Shark, CeeDee Lamb. They draft Rodgers. Okay, that's cool. Then Tyler Boyd. All right, this is an okay wide receiver three. But they still only have three wide receivers, and they come back around with Matt Stafford. Uh, don't be like Team 8. Um, so I'm thinking that my depth is pretty set up. Um, I, let's see, we've got two more, uh, I I have three more picks here. So I, I have to take a tight end. Um, and, but I really feel like I'm going to get kind of, I'm just punting anyways, but I would be considering Jared Cook, uh, Irv Smith, Evan Ingram, those are probably my three. Um, mm-hmm. and none of the 
None of the running backs really excite me right here, except for Damian Harris. But as a sixth running back, um, I don't know. Uh, I think I like the additional wide receiver depth since I'm definitely weaker at wide receiver on this team. With, I mean, Tyree Kill is you know a standout, but then Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, and Brandon Cooks. Um, so I'm thinking of. Uh, either Debo Samuel or Curtis Samuel, one of the Samuels. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Debo here, though, because he definitely has that top 20 upside of a possibility. He is, you know, oft injured, um, mm-hmm. but he's a really good player. And I think Curtis Samuel also has some upside and played well last year. Um, but there's so many mouths to feed in that Washington offense uh, that I think he has less upside than uh, than Debo does. So that's where I'm going to yeah. go with this pick, and then I'm going to be coming back around on the turn, and we'll see what it looks like there. I'm, I'm a... It's something of a trope with our show that I'm not really a Debo believer, and Elijah is, but as a wide receiver five, hard to... In the 11th round, hard to argue that. Yeah. Um, um after that, Kirk Cousins and Irv Smith, you know, the classic Vikings quarterback tight end <laughs> stack that everybody talks about. Um, Ever, just everybody. It's, it's, yeah. it's, Kelsey, it's Kelsey Mahomes and then it's Kirk Cousins, Irv Smith. Right. It's Brady and Gronk of, of old and I guess of now too. Uh, you know, Brady, Gronk, and it's Mahomes and Kelsey. And yeah, it's Cousins and Irv. Um, no, it's not. Um, so I guess here, you know, I've got, uh, five running backs, five wide receivers and a quarterback. Now, um, my, since we're not doing kickers and defenses, my next pick is the second to last pick of the draft. Uh, so I'll go ahead and take my tight end. Um, I think that Evan Ingram is probably the best of the lot here. Um, but I'm going to continue with my Daniel Jones sucks opinion. Um, and so I'm just going <laughs> to take my guy, uh, Jared Cook here, um, who I think has one more year in him. And if he doesn't, then I'll pick up Cole Komet or Adam Troutman or something like that. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, not a lot of draft capital invested at this point. Yeah. Um, so Cook was the pick. Um, Singletary, Evan Ingram, Dallas Goddard, and Robbie Anderson off the board. Mm. Um, so I certainly I like Robbie Anderson. I don't know if I would have paired him with DJ Moore, um, who just went the uh, Anderson went the pick before me. Um, Samuel's interesting to me here. Um, Michael Pittman's maybe interesting. Um, Michael Gallup. And um, and then we also have Damian Harris, AJ Dillon, Trey Sermon, and the running backs. So, yeah, um, Damian Harris made it. You know, we were talking all about the him way the around. Yeah. Yeah. Tw- um, twice. Yes. Um, I mean, may as well at this point. <laughs> um, yeah. Part of me is like, does part of me legitimately wonders if AJ Dillon has more upside than him? Um, They're both uh, the, the RB two on their team because Cam Newton is the RB one. 
on the Patriots. <laughs> Cam Newton is until Mac Jones supplants yeah. him. Um, let's see. I mean, I think it's of two. There, there are two ways to look at it here. You know, this is the twelfth round. Are you going mm. to? Are you taking this guy for potential big upside or for potential flex depth? Because um, AJ Dillon definitely has more upside than Damian Harris. Because mm. if uh, Aaron Jones goes down, then he's the running back one on the team and is going to get so much work. Um, but you're waiting for an injury for him to have really any viability. Whereas Damian Harris has the potential to be a low end flex for you that has a little bit more upside on a week to week basis, but is never gonna, you know, nobody expects him to be what AJ Dillon would be if he got all the work in Green Bay. I think because so my running backs right now are Saquon, Austin Eckler, Miles Gaskin, Michael Carter. I think that based off of that team construction, probably someone safer is the better pick. Um, Michael Carter, kind of already my upside pick, if you will, um, though I certainly might, someone with upside might uh, make it back around to me. But, you know, Saquon coming off an ACL, Austin Eckler doesn't necessarily have the most stellar injury history. Um, Miles Gaskin is the one for now, but you know, who knows what he could, um, if they might bring someone else in, um, was he injured at all last year? I don't, yeah, he was, he had particularly some remember. So he had some injury issues and also, uh, had some issues with COVID last year too. Okay. So yeah, I think I probably should pick someone safer here. So going to go Damian Harris. All right. I think that makes sense. Uh, I mean, either one would uh, would make sense there at running back, but that's mm-hmm. probably what I would have done too. Um, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas, T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman, uh, Devontae Parker, Robert Tunyon um, there you go. off the board. Take AJ, AJ Dillon. <laughs> um, still there. Um, so I think I'm going to get that handcuff. Um, and as we, I was a big proponent of. Um, Jamal Williams last year it being a borderline flex most weeks anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think AJ Dillon could certainly have some minimal standalone value. Um, and that combined with, you know, top 10 upside, if an injury was to happen combined with 13th round draft capital, um, AJ Dillon will be my pick. All right. Let me uh, get my stuff together, and here we go. Now you can take him. Um, Austin Hooper, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, and Ryan Tannehill, and Hunter Henry um, off the board. And Elijah has the almost Pen- Mr. Irrelevant. The penultimate pick here. I, I love that Tannehill pick uh, you know, in the 13th round. I think that's awesome value. Um, mm-hmm. Still, don't be like Team Seven though, because their running backs are Najee Harris, Raheem Mostert, and Kenyon Drake. Oof. So that's brutal. Yikes! Um, that, 
if we've learned anything today it's don't auto draft on <laughs> sleeper yeah especially not in may um uh, it leads to questionable choices um but you know it's just depth here um you know i've got a bunch of depth tight ends i don't think that there's anybody that's really jumping out to me uh f- from a running back perspective um I like Gus Edwards uh, a good bit. He's kind of a running back three low-end flex in a lot of scenarios that they just like to give him work. He's really consistent in pass protection, so he's somebody that uh, could be an interesting depth pick. Um, Jalen Rager could be an interesting depth pick here at wide receiver. Um, yeah, Mike Williams has some upside. Marvin Jones moving to a new team. Elijah Moore could certainly. Um, or, you know, and this is, again, why you draft quarterbacks late. Uh, you know, there's still Matt Ryan on the board. There's still, you know, if you're like Nick, you believe in Daniel Jones, he's still there. Um, Baker's still there. Wentz is there. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, if you believe in him. You know, so there are options here, certainly. Um, Mm -hmm. at quarterback late, late in the draft. Um, But I will stop with my speculation. um, And I'm going to go ahead and just take Gus Edwards because he's a guy that I like and is going to be good running back depth. Um, And that will be that for the draft. My if I w- had that pick, my two picks would have been between um, Michael Gallup and Trey, um, Trey Sermon. Sermon. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, Edwards off the board and then Naheem Hines rounding out the draft. So um, let's just run down our individual teams real quick. So um, I had Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Saquon Barkley, Austin Eckler, Miles Gaskin, Michael Carter, Damian Harris, and AJ Dillon at running back. Receiver maybe a little bit thinner than I would have liked. Uh, Calvin Ridley, DJ Moore, uh, Deontay Johnson, uh, T. Higgins, and Will Fuller. Um, and then at tight end, Darren Waller. Yeah, I think that's a, a pretty solid team, but I agree with you that... Uh that wide receiver isn't the isn't the strongest but really the my concern with your team would be just that your running back depth is not all that strong especially with the injury history of the top guys Mm -hmm. that you drafted um my team here i actually would feel really good about this team going into a season i've got tyree kill uh, Adam Thielen, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, and Debo Samuel at wide receiver. Uh, then I have Joe Mixon, Antonio Gibson, Chris Carson, David Montgomery, Mike Davis, and Gus Edwards at my running back slot. Justin Herbert as my quarterback, and old man Jared Cook as my tight end. Um, so yeah, I feel pretty good about that too. Again, you know the the even more classic. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers quarterback tight end stack of <laughs> Justin Herbert and Jared Cook. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's our draft. So we'll once the episode drops, we will post the um, draft on Twitter and maybe throw in a little Twitter poll to see who Ooh. everyone thinks won. 
Um, but yeah, that's all um, for our mock draft. So uh, before we go, uh, we usually try to highlight some of the other things we're working on and the cool things that are happening on Sports Obsessive 25 yards, uh, 25 years later, the main site and uh, Ruminations Radio. So um, I just released an interview with jazz punk band Joy on Fire. Um, also have a football piece in the works um, that I'm calling Schrodinger's quarterback. So be on the lookout for that goofiness. Mm-hmm. Um, also over on Sports Obsessive, uh, Keith DeVore is ramping up his Chicago Bears coverage. Um, so be sure to check that out. Um, Elijah, anything you want to plug or talk about that sounds good i mean the only other bit is just that we're really happy to be a part of uh ruminations radio network and newly added to their team uh and so check out their site they've got lots of other awesome podcasts that uh they host uh, and our bios and pictures are officially up there with our our beautiful Mm -hmm. headshots so yeah we're really happy to be working with them um and go check out some of those other shows as well yeah definitely um, so yeah, that's our show. Like we said, um, just one more episode before we move to weekly and we will be weekly throughout the fantasy football season. Um, so yeah, I'm Nick Luciano. You can follow me on Twitter at Nick G Luciano. And I'm Elijah Motika and you can follow me on Twitter at Elijah Motika and be sure to rate and subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. When you try to set your lineup. But you don't know what to do You can't make your mind up Need someone to turn to We've got your back We've got the stats We'll help you block out all the haters For fantasy football help Call 25 Yards Later 25 Years Later Media. Audio recording and music by Elijah Motika.